Welcome to Pull Up and Ready Bootcamp. I'm your host Jim. With me, as usual, is Mike, and our special guest today is Matt. What's going on? Hey, you doing all right, Matt? Yeah, doing good, Mike. How about you? Oh, I'm hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. It's, you know, got to work with this guy, so <laughs> I got to go see a doctor later on. <laughs> hey, glad you could join us for the show, man. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you both. All right, all right. Y'all ready to pull the pin? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt. Yeah, so um, my name is Matthew Clanton. I'm the founder and CEO of Project Valor. It's a nationwide veterans initiative where we help uh, active duty and veteran service members, right? Active duty service members and veterans uh, with the home buying process or home selling process. Uh, anywhere in the nation, uh, we can assist. One of the biggest ways that we assist is making sure that the realtors that we are connecting our clients with are knowledgeable in the VA home loan, uh, that they have the best interest of the family and the veterans family at heart, because we know how many times Jim and Mike, have we encountered somebody who says, thank you for your service, reaches out their hand, but you know, deep down, they don't mean it. They're just mm-hmm. going through, the, they're just going through the, the motions, right? right. Happens more times than, than not. So I wanted to put together something that, uh, you know, really, truly took care of our brothers and sisters. And I think that's, you know, something that when I was in the Corps as an active duty Marine, I realized, because I was a realtor at the same time, and I realized, hey, one, they don't teach us anything about VA loans. No one's teaching us. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then, two, every time I would talk to my friends, it was like, hey, man, can you find me a realtor in whatever state? So, sure. You know, I started doing that a lot. And then when I finished up my, my time in the Marine Corps, I decided to keep on going through real estate. And now I'm a, I'm a active, you know, I'm a, I'm a realtor. I hold my license as a real estate agent in California. Okay. And I'm a lender. I'm a mortgage broker in North Carolina and California. So I can do home loans in either state. And uh, yeah, Project Valor just is something that I guess allowed me to continue to serve on a more local level, right? Instead of right. Uh, okay. And, you know, it keeps. We always want to feel like we have a sense of purpose. So that's my right. that's my purpose. How long have you had uh, Project Valor going? You know what? We started Project Valor officially last August. Wow! Yeah, During COVID, August, and we've helped 137 families as of today. Wow! Good job, man. Thank you. Nice, nice. Thank you. All right. So, are you connected with uh, realtors in every state, or is it like you might not be in Idaho now, but if somebody calls you from Idaho, you'll get them linked up with a, a realtor? Yeah. 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 Good question. You know what? It took a little bit of time to build the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think I have a pretty good handle on who my go-to realtors are in, in every okay. state. But again, you know, if I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to find you a realtor who's, you know, depending on where you're at, I'm going to find you a realtor who's very, very localized, right? They understand right. that market. So whereas I might have a realtor in Colorado Springs, Colorado, I might not have a great one in Denver yet. So, you oh, know, there's, okay. there's a, states are huge. Texas is one of our, our hotspots. Yeah. So, you know, I've got some great realtors in Texas, but I could probably meet about 10,000 other ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of time on the phone it's a lot of time um interviewing agents because one of the biggest things you might have heard of homes for heroes yeah so yeah. homes for heroes is a very similar program right um they pair you with a real estate agent here's the problem with 
and, I, and I'm never going to bash a company. I think they do great things for our veterans. Here's the deal. I don't want to sacrifice the integrity of what we're doing at Project Valor by allowing realtors to pay their way into the program. And that's what some mm. of these other programs do. So okay. these realtors, they can't do that with us. They have to go through the rigmarole with me, the gauntlet, and answer all my questions, mm. and make sure, and it doesn't change. Like I've given seven deals to a realtor in Texas, in Round Rock, Texas. His name's Greg. Greg has interviewed with me every single time because one of the things I learned on recruiting duty uh, back in the Marine Corps in 2012 was statistically someone's life changes in a drastic way every 90 days. I don't know if Greg's wife told him she wanted a divorce the night before. I don't know if his child died. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what's going on with Greg's life. I can't have a clear mind and a clear heart connecting you, Mike, or you, Jim, with Greg if I didn't have a good conversation with him right before I connected y'all. I want to make sure his heart's in the right place. I want to make sure his mind's still in the right place. Uh, And that's how I protect the integrity of Project Valor. And then the biggest, I think the coolest thing of it is on the back side of the transaction, because of what we do up front with our negotiating, we offer money to you guys at Close of Escrow to help with closing costs. And that's that's a simply thank you for your service from us. Okay, that's good. It's real good. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Taking care yeah, of it. Thanks. Taking care of it. So I like that. It's a lot of fun. It's cool. Man. Yeah. Yeah. B- before we, we forget, uh, Matt, uh, how do people connect to you? I was about to ask if we get a website or something. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. So you can go to www.projectvalor.org, O-R-G. Um, you can find us there on, on the web. You can find us at Project Valor on Facebook. Uh, you can look us up at on Instagram at Project Valor VA. And uh, that's really the best three ways to, to connect with us. So my social media presence isn't absolutely astonishing yet, just because I'm bad at it. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know what? It's fun, and we're we're getting there. You know, one step, one foot in front of the other one. Hey, we we've been doing this for a little while. We're bad at it too. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? You got to fail forward, right? You just keep going. That's yeah. it. That's it. What are we talking about again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you. I, I'm, I, you know, I normally I have some uh, generic questions I ask when first time on the show, but I don't know, man. I'm kind of uh, I, I like what you're doing out there. Thank you. So, thank you. Like, how long is the process if, to say, if you're connected with a vet? Okay, let's just hypothetically, it's me. So, mm-hmm. how long is the process uh, from um, start? to finish i know it may vary depending on yeah. you know, where you are and things but on average yeah so that's a good question mike um it really depends on you right so the first thing if you were to come to me or come to me off my website if you go to my website you'll see there's a little box where you can drop your information if you do that and you come to me and you're uh, unrepresented on the lender side and the realtor side then obviously i have partnered with the top one percent of lenders in the nation uh, she's a great friend of mine, Jennifer Beeston. She's with Guaranteed Rate. You can YouTube her. You can Google her. She, she has, you know, she, fun fact, she's number like 45 out of all loan officers in the nation. Wow. So whenever I try to provide excellent value to you guys, I, I go all out. So Jen's a personal friend. She's a great uh, referral partner of mine. And uh, she, you know, in, unless I'm licensed in that state or something, then I will connect you with Jen. Jen's team will get you completely pre-approved and ready to buy. Then her team will kick you back over to me, and they'll say, hey, Matt, here's uh, Mike James. 
he's an army veteran. Here's a little bit about him. And they'll connect us via email or they'll say, Hey, Mike, you know, Mike, uh, Matt, you know, Mike already, you, you referred him to us. He's completely pre-approved, ready to shop. Now then I tell you, Hey, Mike, you know, I already know your situation because we already spoke. Let me get to work for you. Or, you know, maybe you just got kicked over from Jen's team. And I have never met you before. Then I say, hey, Mike, let's jump on a quick phone call because I want to understand your situation, your goals involving real estate. We spend about 20, 30 minutes on the phone together. I feel like I've got a good idea of who you are, your needs, uh, your, your temperament. You, you know, I want to know what kind of dog you have because I want to – no kidding, I connected a client that had the same dog as the realtor, and they hit it off. But <laughs> people, people get along well, and they work well with people they like, right? Yeah. So that's what I try to do to make it the most pleasurable experience for you. And, uh, you know, I, normally it's 24 to 48 hours is what my turnaround is. Unless I already know a realtor in that area that I can just call them up real quick. Right. Uh, but I want to make sure that I'm not rushing the process. You know? Yep. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this. Uh, you know how some of us as vets are, you know, their credit score might not be that good. So what would you have to say? What kind of advice you have for the vets out there might have like a not so good credit score? Yeah. You know, I just filmed the video today. I'm going to drop it about debt to income. And really, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing. I guess there's a lot of things that, that kind of factor in the credit score, right? Uh, one of the main ones that I see is, uh, late payments, right? Just stay stay on top of your payments. If, if we we all have these, right? We all have these. I don't know if it's an iPhone or, or a Droid or whatever you have, but I'm fairly certain, unless it's like a flip phone, you have the ability to set a, a, an alarm, an alert, something. Take a look one day, sit down with all your bills and look at when they're due, and just plug them in. Boop, boop, boop. Remind me at this time every single month, a recurring reminder to pay my bills. Nine times out of 10, that's what I see. It's You have lates in the last 12 months. So take a look at that. Um, and then maybe just uh, just look at your debt, your, your, your credit utilization. We see that a lot too. People are, people are spending too much money on their credit cards. You know, if you have a $10,000 limit, we don't want to see, uh, you know, anything above about 3,000 utilization on that. Because when you start getting up to 5,000, 7,000, you're, you're pushing 50%, 70%, whatever utilization. We don't care about your total debt that much as lenders. Mm-hmm. We care about your monthly obligations, like your, your minimum monthly uh, credit card payment, your, your monthly car payment, your, your child support, your alimony. We care about all these things. But the creditors themselves, the bureaus, they care about your, your total utilization. So if you're anything above 30, you're going to start seeing them, them FICO scores, ding, boy, they're coming down, and they start dropping on you. And that's really what hurts a lot of veterans. Okay. Being in a credit card debt, when maybe when they're making that transition, right? They're getting out of the military, trying to start right. getting on their feet, whatever. So just pay attention to that. You know, it's not, an, it's not a bad idea to pick up, you know, two or three credit cards over an extended period of time and to keep and spread load it, right? Put some mm-hmm. on this one. Make sure you pay them off and stuff, so... Really, Mike, right. Mike just got worried about uh, child support. <laughs> he, he got. Oh, they count that. Waiting on the DNA, man. Waiting on the DNA. Yeah, only for the ones you get the DNA proof. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You have anything for him, Jim? 
Oh, and I want to hear some more about what his service, man. He's, you know, I mean, he's in yeah. service right yeah, now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know what, yeah. what he did in the Marine Corps. Oh, man. So I was an engineer. I played with heavy equipment. I got to play with explosives. I got to, man, I, I've done anything you could, almost anything you could think of. I mean, I, I had, I, I did 14 years total time in service. Oh, okay. Wow. So it was, uh, it was a time I did Fallujah a couple times back in the day. Uh, met met a lot of good people and uh, met a lot of bad people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, you you really find your circle. The longer you stay in, the, the longer you you have time to figure out who's who's your people. And hmm. I found out I found out who's my people. You know? So were you a combat engineer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sick. Oh, you want to sick us? Got it. Okay. <laughs> so, so I want to I want to ask you a question because I see I, I think it's pretty awesome what you're doing for the veterans and, and transitioning. Um, and this is one of my concerns because what we do here is we try to reach out to a lot of veterans that transition and they don't transition very well. Mm. You apparently have done that. So, is there something you've done, or is it just something within you, or how do you see that transition? Because even 14 years is a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, to get back into the real world or what we call the real world, you know, was there any advice you can give or anything you did? You know what? I didn't let the Marine Corps consume me. Uh-huh. I, I made sure that I still maintained a life outside the Corps. And I know that that's, that goes against the Corps, right? You, you live, eat, sleep, crap in the Marine Corps, right? But that, That's like um, bleeping out a curse here, right? We Should we yeah, bleep that part? Yeah. Or? <laughs> Probably kiddos watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you know, I always had something going on on the side. I was a tattoo artist. Uh, you know, I, I, my wife had businesses. I had businesses. Um, you know, we, we just always were up to something. You know, I, I maintained my focus on my family. That was my main priority. And uh. I, went, I went against everything the Marine Corps preached to me. When they say mission first, this, that, and other, I get it, mission first, right? Well, I used to tell my troops all the time, the Marine Corps is going to divorce you one day, son. That's right. Are you going to, who, you're going to look your wife in the eyes and tell her why you chose the Marine Corps over her every day? How's that conversation going to go? Because she's still going to be there. Your children that are now adults are still going to be there, and they're going to be looking at you like, why did you do that? Yeah. So I didn't lose focus on that. I didn't lose sight of that thing. And it really helped because the longer I, I stayed in, the more civilian friends I made, right? And and I swear to God, we learn in the military, you know, you live and die by your circle. You live and die by your team. Um, I made sure that I, I maintained that balance really well, you know, and I and I don't take all the credit for that. My wife kept me grounded. Uh, my friends kept me grounded. And I just met some really successful people that wanted to see me do well. That's it, you know? Yeah, but that's awesome. That's something I think most of these people going in, most of these young soldiers and marines and, and seamen going in need to hear that stuff yeah, you know? yeah. maintain your life right yeah be you, be you. don't lose your your originality you know? mm. don't let the military i was about to say marines or any military um don't let it define you you know what i mean yeah right. i think like you said don't let it consume you same thing okay. but yeah that's it you have to you have to be yourself you know yep. at all times and you know, we all have a mission. We all go out and we, we learn our jobs and we do the mission and we execute it. But when, you know, I was still a Marine when I took my uniform off, but I was also mad, you know, yeah. I had my own life. I had my own goals and dreams and 
I didn't put the Marine Corps goals and dreams above my own because right. you have to remember that they're going to be gone. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I think a lot of, uh, a lot of veterans do that. Yeah. I think that's what I hear a lot when people get out, you know, myself included, I got out, like, I didn't even, I didn't even know what I was going to do with myself because mm-hmm. everything I had was wrapped into the military. And honestly, they crushed my dreams in the military. So it was like, what? Yeah. You know, I think, I think starting to, whenever you, instead of making a clean break, you know, one of the things I did was I got my real estate license a couple of years before I got out. And it helped me because I was practicing real estate while I was an active duty Marine. So I would leave work. I'd be like, hey, boss, you know, I got to roll out of here. I got to show some houses. So I would leave. I would leave and go show houses. And then maybe I would call them in the morning and be like, hey, man, and like, I'm going to be in a little bit late. I got to show a house this morning or something, you know. And, and it helped make it not such a, like, break. It was just kind of more of a mesh, you know. I, I, mm. I got out. It was easy because I already had this other career that was pretty successful in Southern California. And, uh, you know, real estate in Southern California is pretty good right now all the time. So, uh, except in like 08, you know, but, um, you know, for the most part, I think that's it, you know, just just make sure that you're working on your goals and dreams and you're doing it while you're in, because then it makes it easy. You know, at at some point you're like, okay, cool. I feel comfortable getting out. And that's where I was at, you know, I I re-enlisted and I don't know how many years you guys did, but. I re-enlisted my first time in Fallujah because it was tax-free bonus, right? Yeah. Yep. It was easy money. It was tax-free. I was like, man, I'm getting out. Screw this. I'm getting out. I'm so done with Marine Corps, like, my whole first four years. And then the last, like, six months, they're like, hey, we'll give you a tax-free bonus because you're over here in Fallujah. I'm like, yep, let's do it. Yeah. I, it. I, was, I, I was in there signing in Fallujah, like, let's do this. And then, uh, and then I came home from Fallujah for, like, three months, and I went back to Fallujah. <laughs> and uh, and then I went they hit me for recruiting duty so I went on recruiting in 2012 I joined in 2005 uh, and then I went on recruiting in 2012 and I was like screw this I'm getting out man recruiting is the worst thing in the whole world I can't wait to get out what I do I, re- I yes sir I stayed right in for another four years on recruiting duty while I was c- complaining about it I was like yep green list because I didn't have a plan Ah, yeah. I had, all these, had all these ideas, but I hadn't put anything into play. So that's whenever I realized, like, okay, they, I, I had a successful tour of recruiting duty. They pushed me out uh, back to Southern California to to do another, you know, another tour. And that's when I realized, like, hey, I gotta stop dreaming. You know, I gotta start ag- executing. So I, I went out, and got my real estate license, and started building that business and. Uh, by the time it come time to reenlist again, put you know put in a reenlistment package just to keep my options open. But I pretty much knew what I was going to do, and uh, sure enough, it came back approved. And I said, "Nah, guys, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here." So uh, here I am. Now yeah. I live, now I live in North Carolina. Yeah. What what uh what year did you get out? 2018 October. Oh, three years ago. Okay, that's that's a, that's a short period. But let me ask you a question: uh, Are you? I mean, you deal with vets, and you said some active duty, but are you around the military at all? Yeah, you know what? One of the things about Project Valor that I love the most is it gets me out 
with the troops, right? So I just spoke here recently at two MEF headquarters at Camp Lejeune. They let me come in and speak about the VA home loan and teach about it. I give about nice. an hour and a half class. Nice. Uh, and then I open it up for, I open up the floor for questions and, and I make sure that I answer every single question before we get out of there. I've got some other units want me to come out to Lejeune. I have a uh, 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 regiment at Paris Island. I'm gonna go down and talk and, and got some other places. I'm, I'm working on Fort Meade up in Maryland right now. And, some other spots that I'm going to get out to. So if that's anybody good. can help me, if anybody can help me get on bases, let's do it. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. That's good, man. Well, that's hey, good. This, this could work hand in hand because we're trying to connect to veterans. So maybe we can all work together. Yeah, yeah. That's it. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing excellent work out there, man. I, 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 thought, we were, I thought we were doing good, but okay. You just, man. You know what? That's it. I'm out of here, man. I told you were doing good, Mike. <laughs> I said I thought we were doing good. Leave me alone. <laughs> I do all the thinking around here. That's yeah. why. That's exactly why. <laughs> but no, nah, that, that's, that's, that's excellent work, man. Thank excellent you, work. And I'm sure the, you hear it all the time, but I appreciate what you're doing for the vets out there. I appreciate it, Mike. Thank yeah. you so much. All right, yeah, let I mean, me ask you this. You've yeah. been out for three years, and, you know, just before we wrap this up, I want to ask you one last question. Um, comparing the uh, military – mainly Marines, let's say, from today to when you were in. Do you see a big difference? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> i put you on the spot now. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I think, I think, I think the military, if I was to take, if I was to put on the blinders, right, and not listen to the media, because the media is, is, it's propaganda, right? So, Wow. We, we, won't go, we won't go down that rabbit hole. But, oh, yeah. we do every, almost every, every episode we have. Yeah. It's just crazy. Someone says it every show. Man, I you. Look, if, I, if I ignore all that, I believe that America is still training the world's best fighting forces. I truly believe that because I think that they have perfected the system, right? I think that they have done a good job with the system. I, I see little kids go into boot camp. And, and maybe they don't come out of boot camp like this polished warrior, but they have, they have the, uh, the foundation, right? They have the foundation they, because it starts here and here, right? So I think the follow-on training, I think the, the, everything, the indoctrination that the military does to make you believe that like it's this well-oiled machine and, and that is the end-all, be-all and, and you know all this, you don't want me going down that route. But still, I think that they do a really good job, and I feel confident in their ability to get the job done. Even though I hear crazy stuff about stress cards and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you if you show me a stress card, I would eat it out of your hand. <laughs> you ain't gonna hold a stress card up to me. If I was a drill instructor, I would eat it physically. That's that's the first time somebody's come on here, and it had to be a marine that said he would eat the card. Okay. <laughs> well, you know they eat crayons, so cards are not like. Oh, yeah. things, so. I got some right here. Don't don't do it, man. Do it. <laughs> so so you talked about some of the media stuff. Uh, Mike's favorite question is about uh, putting you on a spot with the world today and uh, society and things like that. So you want to ask him what he would do, Mike? I know you. Oh want yeah. Him, so. With everything going on in the world today, eh, let's keep it with our country in America today. Oh, man. If you were king for a day, what's this, what is the one thing you would change? 
I would shut down all the McDonald's. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, hey, what's for dinner then? That's a good question. Um, I would keep for a day, man. I would defund the media. Ooh. Wow. Because, because I think, if you really think about it, I think that if we were to shut the media down, this, all right, all right. That's deep, on. man. That, that's, that's Back deep. in the 70s, the CIA did this did this, uh, this study, right, where they took, they took applicants or they took whatever subjects. Mm-hmm. They, they put them in a controlled environment where they controlled all of the media and all of the information that they took in. And they did it for 90 days. I think it was 90 days. Don't quote me on any of this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I just don't remember the fine details. They took sound individuals, right? They were, they were, they were sane. And they knew the truth. It totally took them 90 days to completely alter what they believed is reality through media. If we as the American people have been under that for over a year now, we're doomed. Because the people who have been eating that media up, sitting in front of that TV, they believe it. So all these people that are saying they won't come take guns, they won't give up their guns, they won't, uh, you know, they'll do this, they'll do that, they won't do this. Yeah, they will. Mm. Yeah, they will. And, and that is the scariest part of it is we're, we're, we're consuming this through TV, through social media, our kids are getting it on TikTok and like all these different apps. And, and I think if we were to think about this for a second too, all right, if you didn't have a TV or a radio, would you be concerned about coronavirus? I wouldn't even know about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? So so is it that your fear and your paranoia, have, have you, uh, have you, are you alive? You're healthy. You're talking to me today. Is it, you know, clearly you're okay. So right. what if we didn't have it? What if, what if we got rid of it for a while and just, and just see, just to see how we act, you know, mm-hmm. as, as, wait, they, let's, let's put the race war into it. The race, the, the, the divide. What if we didn't have the media calling you black and me white? Mm. How much would that affect us? You know, what if we didn't have that at all? Not to say that we, we don't deserve information. Right, but, right. But just the divide that that subconscious wording has on us. Yeah, right? we, so, that's another topic. <laughs> so, you know, get rid of the media for a while and just see, yeah. how, we, see how we end up. Man, I, I would venture to believe that a lot of the BS that we're dealing with and thinking about and worrying about and stressed would go away. Yeah. And people you know what's would just live their lives. You know what's yeah. interesting about that too? I like to think of, uh, you know, back in, in the days when I was growing up and media wasn't as present. And, uh, you know, like serial killers, like those were stories, you know what I mean? And those those were like interesting stories. Like now we know everything. We really don't have yeah. interesting stories. We just got a bunch of lies. Yeah. So I kind of miss that. You know, the, the, you just don't know because there's yeah. so much information now. You know, it's just now you got to tell what's true and what's not. But I like the stories of, mm-hmm. you know. Ain't that the truth, man? I was looking at, like, scrolling through my feed a minute ago for a few minutes. And I, I follow this page. It's called, like, Atlas or something. I, I forget what it's called. Um, 
either way, it, it was showing me like a, an attack on, on a compound in, in Afghanistan or Syria. I think it was Syria, actually. And dude, it just happened like just a, just a little bit ago. And I'm like, bro, I shouldn't be knowing every single detail of this attack on this compound in Syria like right now. Yeah. Like, hours from when it happened. Like, I don't need to know that because I started thinking like, oh, hell, our ISIS is back. You know, like, I don't know. You know, I don't need to be knowing that, man. It stresses me out. So, I don't know. <laughs> Take yeah. deep on the media, man. Yeah, that's a good one. For sure. Yeah. 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 Then everything will be word of mouth. We have you know, to talk to we have to talk to each other. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, breaking the horses now. Yep, I like that. I like that. I don't have yeah. to go to the media to hear what uh, uh, Matt said or Jim said. No. Well, I only care about what Matt says, not Jim. Right, right. But you know, you know <laughs> and, I, and that's one horse over there. I don't want to talk to. Him. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm digging Jim's uh, Jimbo Tron. I'm I'm digging the the booty cat, man. Yeah, that's the thing. That's my thing. I said I got I gotta have a thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's my that, thing. It's that and Star Wars. I see. Ah, uh, yeah, that's my thing too. <laughs> I got a couple things. And my yeah. replica, uh, my replica thing over here. Yeah, replica. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming you have one of those replicas, right? Oh, cool, cool. That's not a replica. Yeah, That's no, a cigarette lighter. Oh, a cigarette yeah. lighter. Oh, cigarette lighter. Got it. We got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. yeah. Just in case. We're, we're not keeping yeah. any lists here, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, tell, show them yours. Say what? Mike, show them yours. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. My, you know, my, I don't, he's I don't, like very I don't particular. Have one. He's like, I have, I have so many that I don't know which one to show you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 That's all I, I got. Like, That's all I got. I just had to call him out for a moment. Always oh, in front yeah. of the Marines, right? The Navy, I'll, I'll let him slide. Cause. <laughs> uh, hey, so you ready to pull the pin? Yeah. Yeah. So this part, uh, we probably didn't tell you about earlier, but. You, you kind of got the gist of it anyway. You probably already did it during the show, but we still yeah. give you the opportunity at the end of the show. Uh, our namesake was pull the pin already. It's designed um, basically just to, you know, pull the pin on something we just want to toss and get rid of uh, for good. So this is the opportunity where we get let you get to pick something to pull the pin on. It could be complete anything we didn't talk about. Oh, uh, I know you already mentioned the media, so you can even tag on that or uh, just go off the rails and pick something. Oh, man. Okay, cool. I got something, man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it isn't. It isn't crazy. It's not about media or divide or anything like that. It's about scotch, right? I like scotch. You see, there's a there's a bottle of scotch right there. That's oh, a yeah. replica. That, <laughs> there's a bottle of scotch down right there, and then if I if I turn around, I got some scotch over here. Okay. Some decorations, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm a Scotch guy. What kind of what kind of drinks do you guys like? I don't do a whole lot of it, but uh, that Scotch right there is a little rare. They don't make it anymore. So. I don't drink. Mike couldn't handle it. No, I'm a uh, uh, no. Uh, wow, that looks good. <laughs> Dip your shoulder down. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I dabble in a little American honey, and that's about it. Got you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I like 
I like these single, these, uh, these uh, single malt scotch whiskey. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I got Glenn Fittich 15 over there and Glenn Zarnick 12. And I'm, I'm not sure if he's pulling the pin or if he's just going to pull the cap off. And... <laughs> hey, you know hey, Scott. Yeah, they... Enough said, we, right? Hey, Jim, we got to have, have him on uh... – have them on every week so we can do a scotch of the week. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, you know, like I said, Matt, uh, you're going to be on our list anyway, so you can join us um, cool. every uh, – well, I don't want to give the dates because that's, that's – it. we do a war room every week. You can join us for those, uh, and you're welcome to come back yeah. any other episode. Uh, we really appreciate you coming out. We appreciate yeah. what you're doing for the veterans. And, Thanks, um, Thanks, yeah. 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 So anything you want to say parting? I know scotch is just – scotch there you go awesome <laughs> all right so thank you matt uh thank you guys out there for watching uh thanks for joining us pull the pin ready.com come join us get your friends involved it's a lot of fun if you can see if not uh we'll hunt you down because now we got matt on our team and until then godspeed <laughs> and pull the pin <laughs> <laughs>